No one told me for all those times you wish someone just a little ahead of you would tell you what they did in the same situation, in the same season of life. On this podcast, experience is worth a thousand words, or at least 30 minutes worth. Welcome to No One Told Me. Hi, friends. It's Callie, and we are about to do something kind of scary. More so for you than for me. No, it's it's actually terrifying for me. This is my first ever solo episode of No One Told Me. So here's why we thought this was a good idea. I was talking with a bunch of people. You all know this. You've heard some of the episodes. And what I keep hearing over and over is all of these different pieces of advice. And some are good and some not so much. So it started occurring to me over and over again is how in the world do you figure out which pieces of advice to take and which to kind of leave in a garbage pile and walk away from? So I started writing and I wrote and I wrote and I realized, you know, we're kind of figuring this out together as we go. So here's what I want to do. And this no one told me all advice isn't good advice episode. I want us to think about all those times that people have spoken into our lives And the times that we've maybe taken advice that's not so great, what do we do when we're trying to figure out who do we listen to and who do we not listen to? So let me start by saying I have a really short memory in the sense that I remember very few things. Like my childhood basically didn't exist because I can maybe tell you 10 things from it. Okay, that's an exaggeration. But as far as reminiscing on the old days, I can maybe remember like a week total of old days. So why does that matter when you're deciding to take or leave advice? Because I have such a terrible memory, I very rarely hold grudges. And I don't say that like toot toot on my own horn. No, I just genuinely don't remember why I should be mad about something. But I went through a season of life when I was allowing some other people to speak into me who, instead of bettering or encouraging or challenging me, they would just remind me why I should be mad, upset, and or irritated about whatever injustice had been done. Now, let me back up just a little bit. I don't think this was intentional, and I don't think their heart was for me to be upset. I think their words were rooted in good intentions. Nonetheless, these words were planting seeds of bitterness and doubt deep in my heart. And these are two of the hardest emotions to extract from your life. So let me just ask you this. Are the people speaking into your life, keeping your relationship with Jesus as their compass, or do they guide you based on their personal preferences, on their personal emotions about a situation, on their sense of right and wrong, instead of what God has actually written down as right and wrong? Be careful who you give that power to. It can be a poison that pulls you down, or these people can help you create a platform that makes you genuinely better. So in my 20s, I was soaking up any insight anyone had to give me. I was thirsty for direction, and I remember at 21, after dating my boyfriend for four years, God began very pointedly telling me I needed to step away from that relationship, and I I did not like that. I wasn't a fan at all. I went from person to person, asking them what they'd do until I finally talked with someone who gave me the answer I wanted. And I had no criteria, no real preference in who I was asking for input, other than please tell me I'm wrong and I should stay in this relationship forever and always, amen. I needed truth, but what I really wanted was comfort. So I did break up with my boyfriend eventually. And the night I did, while driving home sobbing, I called everyone I could think of, literally everyone. I'm not exaggerating when I say that girl from 10th grade Spanish class who let me borrow her pen one day, I dialed her up too. 
that not one person answered their phones. What in the world was going on? I couldn't tell you that. I was sobbing, but then I was just getting kind of ticked off about it. And so I was just left with God, just me and Jesus and my mom's Jeep Liberty, which by the way, I mean, Jeep Liberties, come on, that, that first run at them. We need to try harder, Jeep. But I remember exactly where I was driving down the highway, passing a pilot gas station when I started talking to Jesus. I was pretty ticked, honestly. And I mean, if I was doing what he asked me to do, shouldn't it be just a little less painful, like less ugly cry and more like maybe one silent tear as I drove away with him in my rearview mirror? Um, No, that was not the case. I spoke aloud for a while, listing out why this breakup wasn't really fair. And I actually said to Jesus who died on a cross for my wrongs, that what he asked me to do wasn't fair. Why lightning didn't come and fill that wannabe SUV in that exact moment is just a picture of grace, honestly. But God was very patient with me. I got all of it out. I said everything I wanted to say. And then he responded with nothing. There wasn't instant relief. I just sat in that hurt for a little while. But there was hope in it. Because here's what I know without a doubt. Obedience always brings good. Doing the hard thing, because you know it's the right thing, brings God's best thing. So eventually people did start calling me back. And the majority were so incredibly encouraging and life-giving in that season. And then there were some good intentions that started sneaking in with the, there are so many great guys you could spend time with, and um, God has someone even better for you, or God will definitely keep him in your life. Now, I know also, without a doubt, These words were meant to ease the hurt, but the problem was I was allowing these words to guide my decisions instead of the actual words of God. So here's what I did. I asked you guys, what's the best and worst advice you've ever gotten? So let's talk about it now. Good advice. Don't make something that's a two into a 10. Things are really just going to rub you wrong, and you're going to want to go from zero to 100 so fast. But before you react, Take a second and really decide if whatever it is really deserves the reaction you're cooking up. Maybe a response instead of a reaction would leave you in a better position to change your situation. And honestly, it's probably good to have a person in your life to run your response by to help you gauge it. From a chronic non-filtered talker, that is me, reactions are most often accompanied by regret. So let's be wise about it. The next piece of advice we got, sometimes... It's better to ask questions instead of make statements. This advice is probably best used when you're starting out at something, anything really. When you take the position of a learner, you're equipped to be a much better leader. I don't care if you're leading in a, in a college class. I don't care if you're leading at a MOPS program or maybe you're leading at work. You're put in a brand new position and you're trying to figure out, okay, how do I get my feet under me? How do I earn some respect? The best way, and this is from me watching other great leaders, Ask a lot of questions, make fewer statements. So any new situation that you don't really understand all of the unspoken nuances of the job culture, or you're meeting a boyfriend's family for the first time, or you're trying that new bar class, because gosh, who can bend that way? Not me and my friends. But if you are that person, ask more questions. It shows you care and you want to know more about the situation or the person that you're just starting to connect with. Next, you don't owe anyone an explanation for what God is leading you to do. Just obey. Or as a long lost Sunday school teacher once said, immediate obedience brings blessings. When I broke things off with Ryan, spoiler alert, that was the boyfriend of four years that I broke up with and then ended up marrying. When you leave that job, when you sign up for that class, when you put yourself out there to meet someone, 
when you decide to homeschool your kids or when you decide to send your kids to public school. The list goes on for so long. In every single life decision you make, obedience to God's guidance matters so much more than appealing to others' personal opinions. Are you having trouble figuring out God's call? It probably won't be the first time and it won't be the last time. It hasn't ever been for me. But what I do every time is I read His Word. Seriously, I know that sounds like so cheesy and churchy and all of that. But I can honestly say any time in my life that I haven't known what to do, He has faithfully revealed my next step and confirmed it in the middle of me reading His Word. So just try it, follow it, and trust that even if you misstep, His redemption and grace are boundless. Here's another one. When you let anger or bitterness at someone else consume you, I promise whoever it's directed at isn't thinking about it as much as you are. Bitterness doesn't just stop in for a quick chat. Bitterness knocks down the door, plants itself in your favorite recliner to binge watch 10 seasons of Friends. I mean, it's not going anywhere. Once you crack that door open, it is in, and then your heart is in for a fight to hold on to joy. And finally, this is from me personally. This didn't even have to come through Instagram, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say that you all already know this. Deep down in your heart, you know this is true. When you don't know what to do on a dance floor, just default to the electric slide. My friends, every single time it works, I'm telling you, and people will join in because there's a lot more people than you think who don't know what to do in the middle of a dance floor. All right. So you just mark that down as fact and you use that the next wedding you go to. So now let's flip to the other side of the coin. What about some bad advice? So these were kind of my favorite ones that I got when I asked this question. You would be surprised at the very top of the list what people said the most. The worst piece of bad advice that I got in my polling was follow your heart. And I have to say that is so true. So come on now. If I followed my heart, I'd be eating corner pieces of sheet cake as dinner and I'd be the main character of the Gossip Girl revival. I mean, I am dying to wear those knee-high socks and it be okay. Because honestly, most of the time, it is not okay. But friends, a lot of time, what your heart wants is probably not what's best for you. It might result in something that feels good for a little while, but in my experience, my feelings are usually liars. Feelings change. Truth doesn't. Make your decisions based on unchanging truth instead of your constantly changing feelings. All right, up next, sleep while you can. This was one thing that was said to me most often when I was pregnant with my first kid. I mean, in and of itself, it's not terrible advice. I like sleep. So adding more to my daily schedule was a-okay with me. But honestly, this piece of advice just added to my overall rising anxiety about having a baby. It's kind of like saying, well, that's going to suck for you, right? I mean, at least that's how it felt in the moment. So maybe let's just eliminate this little nugget of insight and replace it with, hey, call me after you have the baby so I can come hold him and you can go lay in bed for a little while. I like that. Sounds a lot better to me. Okay, how about this one? When you don't know an answer on a test, just choose C. This is false. I think we all know the better way to navigate this particular problem is to skip the question, come back to it after you answer all the other questions, And then you pick the letter that looks like it was used the least amount of times, right? So, I mean, you go through, you scroll them, and it looks like D wasn't used in a while. Then you put D. There's a 97% success rate with that. And by 97%, I mean, I actually have no idea how successful that is. But here I am with a college degree, so you be the judge. And how about this one? Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Can we just all say get out to this nonsense? I'd like to reference Food City Cake, McDonald's Diet Coke, and 95% of Mexican food as exhibits A, B, and C. I mean, I'm not saying we need to be eating these things every day, but I'm not going to turn them down either. That's just a waste. And also, lastly, 
Just don't trust anyone who tells you to try bangs. I just feel like in general, that's not great advice. So at the end of the day, how do you know who you should listen to? Here's one last piece of advice that I've trusted and used. To know if you're getting good advice. If you know if the person who is speaking into you needs to be speaking into you, all you have to do is look at the source. Ask yourself these two questions about that person. Do they love you? And do they love Jesus? No one told me not all advice is good advice. No one told me allowing someone to speak into my life should be a privilege. So friends, let's choose wisely. And before I go, I do want to tell you one thing I'm so happy someone told me about. And when I say someone, I mean BuzzFeed. I really have to rally the troops at night to wash all of my makeup off. I mean, honestly, it's probably a little overdramatic, but almost every night I wish for a little helper who comes in and washes my face and brushes my teeth because I just really want to lay down for a while. I like it. And this whole wash your face so you don't look 80 when you're 30 is important. But is it really that important? I mean, come on, I'm married. I think we're doing all right. I've been using these Oil of Olay facial cleansing cloths. They have cold cream in them. They, they come in like a purple package. We'll link to them in the show notes. And they make my skin feel amazing. They're inexpensive. They smell good. So that's a win for everyone. I really hope that's good advice. What's going to happen if you try to use those and you break? You know, we're not going to go down that road. For now, that is good advice. So take it. Friends, I'm thankful for you. I appreciate you and make sure that you're sticking around on the blog and in the show notes so you have even more takeaways every episode. Well, that's about it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. And hey, if you liked it, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Does that sound desperate? Feels a little bit desperate asking you to do that. But you know what? Oh, well, I love hearing your feedback. So make sure you check out no one told me podcast.com and I'll see you next time.